Hello and welcome to the Burn FM and Redbrick coverage of the upcoming Guild elections. In this episode, our team of reporters will be speaking to the candidates for the role of Education Officer about their manifestos. We hope you enjoy. Hello, and we are now interviewing James Cheng, who is running for Education Officer for the Guild of Students. Um, James, do you want to introduce yourself and say a little bit about what your manifesto is? So, hi everyone. I'm James. I'm a, I'm a business management student and I'm running as Education Officer in this election. So, my manifesto and my aims as Education Officer, it involves three different, uh, three different aspects. So firstly, uh, detailed assignment feedback, better two-way transmission of welfare feedback and concerns, as well as extended considerations for learning circumstances unable to be covered by sufficient evidence, which I call the hard clause. Nice, okay. So, yeah, got your key aims here, as you said, more detailed feedback for assignments, simple and direct way of submitting and receiving updates on welfare feedback and concerns, and extended consideration for extenuating circumstances unable to be covered by sufficient evidence. So do you feel that these are aspects that are lacking this year? And if so, how do you how are you planning on going about to achieve this in the next academic year? Well, firstly, uh, I, personal, I personally, personally feel that, you know, um, there's actually a need to kind of uh, adapt to, to uh, issues that have been uh, persisting since mm-hmm. the past as well as the present. Yeah. And with uh, COVID right now, there's an increasing need to adapt to future scenarios such as COVID. So although it may not be on the scale of COVID, you know, uh, COVID has basically shown that anything can happen and the education system should be robust enough to adapt to these changes. Yeah, agreed. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, So how do you think you will improve from the previous education officer? Are there any specific changes that you think definitely need to be made from this year? Oh yes, definitely. So Regarding detailed assignment feedback, you know, mm-hmm. I would like to create a transparent teacher feedback rubric that accompanies students' assignment rubrics standardized for all schools. So what would this mean is that teachers will have a mandatory guide to provide students with more detailed feedback on their assignments. Okay, great. Students will also have the means and the knowledge to follow up on more feedback as well as the specific kinds of feedback thanks to a transparent rubric they can see. Okay, great. And why do you think UAB students should vote for you over, over other candidates? This, uh, throughout my three years as a UOB student, I have experienced a lot of things and I do completely understand the definition of a difficult student experience. I, I myself have been going through troubles of my own, both Mm -hmm. personal as well as academic. I also have had the opportunity to help other of of my friends as well as peers with their own troubles as well during their learning experience at UOB. Mm -hmm. And I personally really want to help other students, you know, ease their time at at UOB and Give, give them a fulfilling educational experience. Okay, great. 
Um, so do you think that your manifesto is realistic and achievable? I personally feel that it's definitely realistic and achievable because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying my very best not to be too ambitious with my aims. Mm-hmm. I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that I can make incremental changes in the mm-hmm. education system with my policy aims. Okay. So even if, for example, my, my aims might not be completely, um, how to say, um, brought into, um, brought into fru- fruition mm-hmm. in, in the next uh, coming year or so, I'm really hoping to set some groundwork uh, yeah. a- alongside, you know, with nego- negotiations with the school as well as education board so that if I'm not able to stay on for another year as the next ed- as the second time yeah. as the next education officer I'm really hoping that I can lay the groundwork necessary for my for the next uh, education officer to follow up on my work okay great and um, something which is often brought up is that guild officers frequently face, face criticism for not doing anything quote unquote um, whether or not this is true, how would you aim to change this perception? Well, I actually have been hearing about these kind of issues as well with yeah. my other peers. And mostly, according to them, uh, it's mostly got to do with the fact that um, there's a lack of response right. from officers. And I can do kind of understand from the officers' part as well that they can't, uh, sub- that they sometimes might miss out. Um, certain students' emails as well as calls for help because, you know, I can only imagine their daily email traffic is uh, pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really hoping to kind of, um, as educational officer, to kind of um, help things out in terms of the email traffic that I will receive as education officer. Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping to set up an an independent uh, email account if okay. that makes sense yeah so that uh, instead of a single uh, single means of contact which mm-hmm. is the official guild education email I'm hoping to set up an, another email okay. to kind of streamline all of these concerns so that I can better respond to students mm-hmm. as well as follow up with them okay so communication is something that you're really going to try and work on that's right um, okay I'm sure that'll be really helpful for students um, do you have any prior leadership experience that would assist uh, you in this role? Actually, yes. So, throughout my three years experience at UOB, mm-hmm. I'm glad to say that you know I've been gaining quite quite a level of, of experience. So, during my first year, I was a student rep, and on that year as well, I was actually anonymously nominated for the education officer role. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I actually have this anonymous person to thank mm-hmm. for where I, where I am today mm-hmm. and why I am applying. Mm-hmm. And for my second and third year, I was progressively uh, active in society in a society committee, which is the business society. Mm-hmm. So I was the secretary in my second year, as well as uh, currently the president of the business society. Okay. So throughout. These three years of journey, I've been really exploring uh, my capabilities 
as well as the limits as well of what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And I am I feel ready now to support students with what they need and hopefully with the leadership skills that I have gained for the past three years mm-hmm. really contribute to the education system. Okay, that sounds great. So uh, just to finish, could you give us a recap of all the skills and what your plans are for education officer this next academic year? Right, so uh, personally, I've uh, been uh, honing uh, skills such as you know time management, uh, my nego- negotiation skills, as well as the ability to uh, multitask efficiently. And uh, in terms of recapping my aims, so firstly, there will be detailed assignment feedback with a transparent teacher feedback rubric. Uh, in addition to that, I also want to increase access to past exam papers yep. by regulating its access on Canvas for the respective modules. Secondly, um, I also want to close the gaps between students and student reps with a visible Canvas module standardized for each school. Finally, I want to um, I want to give more leeway for uh, extenuating circumstances by introducing a 10 days no evidence option for assignment extensions. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Anna Marie Fisher and I'll be interviewing Imanati for the role of Educations Officer today. So thanks for letting me um, take the time to interview you today. Please could you just run me through the main points of your manifesto and what you're hoping to achieve with your role? Yeah, hi, uh, hi everyone. Uh, just uh, the, the three main uh, objectives that I've got of my manifesto. One is to provide fair assessment for every single course across the campus. The second is for student feedback to be taken seriously by staff and actually put into use in actually making changes to modules and courses which are practical and finally also providing the material uh, for students who um, struggle to make it into campus uh, with no errors in that information such as any sort of missing audio clips or missing video imagery as well. Okay, great, thank you. I'd just like to ask, what made you choose to run for the role of Education Officer specifically? Um, I've actually had a couple of different roles since the second year of my degree. I'm in third year of Civil Engineering. So I've run for student rep position. I've also been a school rep, and I've also been a student member of the Education Committee as well. Um, and I am passionate actually about uh, students having a fair say in how they want to have their uh, the education provided them, give, given to them basically, and and to make sure that they're getting a, a you know a fair uh, treatment from the staff and and the university. Great. Um, have you been personally impacted by any of these main issues that you've outlined and why are they important to you? There have been a couple of personal impacts as well as a couple of um, colleagues in, in my year as well and also throughout the actual school I'm studying at uh, who have had issues uh, whereby they have been missing 
audio clips and missing video imagery. Even uh, recently, I've noticed some um, some lectures have struggled. So, they, for example, if they uh, have um, are teaching a lecture um, uh, in person, and they give also students option to join into those lectures, but through a Zoom session, some lectures have struggled to actually be been able to share what they're showing in person on campus, also in the Zoom session itself as well. Um, in terms of fair assessment, uh, there have been some issues here and there in terms of the way certain assessments are marked. Um, in terms of uh, certain lecturers have different ways in which they put penalties or rules in terms of how we submit the work and 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 the way it is is the way I see it is that um, there should be a fixed rule f from the university across the campus uh, stating that all module leads all staff should follow the same marking criteria in terms of how they deal with penalties um, I believe there was one one uh, lecturer who stated at one point that uh, they would refuse to mark a piece of work even though it was submitted on the same day a couple of hours late and basically uh, that uh, it would actually have to go through medical mitigating circumstances for that. Granted I was able to actually sort that but still, it, it was very daunting that had that not been accepted, uh, then I would have had to have gone through a reset in the summer. Yeah, completely. Um, so going on to another point, how do you feel that the COVID-19 pandemic has affected education? I, f I think it's made people actually, uh, well, students I mean, uh, question about the safety of their learning environment in terms of whether they want to travel onto campus to study and also international students as well they, they have to travel from their home country to here to attend in person these lectures because not every single lecturer uh, decides that they want to provide um, actual online Zoom sessions for, mm. for students to join. Um, and I think that's, it's kind of a very uh, narrow-sighted. Um, it's, 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 it's just stressing both students who are international and those who are, are physically uh, struggling to make it onto campus with um, certain issues that they have as well. Great, so in light of these circumstances, there have recently been talks about students calling for their right to appeal for a full or a partial refund of their tuition fees mm -hmm. if they are unsatisfied with the quality of their course. So what's your opinion on this? I mean, uh, granted, I understand uh, what teachers have to go through and staff has to go through in terms of the, the teaching uh, schedule and the materials they have to provide and everything like that. But at the same time, if they 
are unwilling to exactly listen, listen to students' feedback and actually implement that and change the way they teach to make it more practical for students to learn and um, students are not exactly getting the best quality of teaching that they deserve for the fees that they're paying and of course I, I do understand that completely and I think this this would definitely also uh, be specifically for uh, international students as well as, as far as I'm aware international students uh, from what I can tell have to fund their uh, tu uh, tuition uh, so their tuition fees uh, privately and uh, they, they do increase each year uh, from what I found out about this and um, yeah I, I mean I, I know that uh, at the moment we I mean fees back about 10-15 years ago possibly a bit more but used to be about a third of what we're paying right now so this inflation in the fees and the, the, the learning that we're getting the, the, the ratio doesn't match it's not I mean, if you if you're paying more for for the tuition fees, what's what exactly is the change being made? What what worth are you getting out of it? Great. And going on to the last few questions now, mm. do you think that the aims that your manifesto outlines are achievable and realistic? And how exactly will you go about achieving these? I believe they are pretty much achievable. Of course, a majority of it would be me having to me and uh, well if, if I am voted as a, a education officer then uh, basically I discuss with other officers as well within the guild as well as with staff uh, of throughout the university about the different uh, points that I've made to the fair assessment in terms of uh, student feedback and uh, being put in to cha changing uh, way courses are run and also about online material being fully accessible and no errors being presented. I probably uh, first I, I think the last point I was going to mention uh, the, the, the point uh, the third point about uh, the material being presented online if if uh, staff were struggling to be able to provide the sessions online as well it may be worth having to train them a bit in terms of being able to use the uh, softwares and the um, the devices more uh, efficiently so that there's no issues like this um, and then also in terms of fair assessment I think probably having a look across the board at all course modules and how they're assessed and then looking at uh, whether they are being assessed fairly. Um, there was one other thing I was going to mention about that actually, in terms of the fact that, um, oh God, I can't, I'm just trying to think right now about it. Um, there, there was uh, an idea I was going to come across as for, to do with um, stuff. Just for time's sake, yeah. um, I'll just move on to the last question now. So, why do you think UAB students should vote for you over other candidates? 
I was, uh, I was I was thinking about this uh, and I was thinking carefully about this and um, you know in all honesty uh, I, I I believe I I have um, a fair approach to the way um, I see the world in terms of um, if if uh, if there's some unfairness going on uh, no matter if it's in within the university or outside it should be uh, dealt with uh, fairly um, but uh, in terms of the situation to me being uh, elected as an education officer the main goal that I aim to do is to take it to take into account every student's feedback so if uh, if any student if, if I was to be elected then any student who wants to speak to me I, I'll have an open door policy no matter what background you're from, no matter uh, what issues you have, even if it's just for general talk, like uh, if you're not, if you if you're feeling down and you want to speak to somebody, and also on top of that, if you have an issue that you want being taken up personally, then I'm that person for the position because no matter what that uh, error is, sorry, no matter what that uh, issue is. I will aim to do my best to get it fixed and sorted right, and provide the you. feedback. Good afternoon. Uh, I am Oliver Shaw and I am joined by Anjani Saraf, who is running for the role of uh, Education Officer. So um, let's get straight into it. Um, so Anjani, uh, very nice for you to be here today. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little about you, yourself, please? Yeah, um, I would take this opportunity to introduce myself. As you name perfectly, my name is Anjani Anand Saraf, and I'm pursuing a master's in political economy. That is international studies in U University of Birmingham. Earlier, I have completed my bachelor's in economics from India, where I became very used to, to Indian education system. And now I'm exploring here about the UK education system. And uh, since five plus years, I'm working for the academic field already pro in the problem-solving department for various countries like India, like UAE, and currently for UK. I'm trying to give my best. That's perfect. Uh, so as I said before, you're running for the role of education officer at the Guild of Students. Um, what made you say, what made you choose to run for this role specifically? Like as I already told that um, I have experience to various education systems in the globe and uh, which made me, uh, which gave up basically a good exposure to many problems of the academic field. And um, I found out as a student, like there are certain difficulties and because like UOB um, has approximately more than 36,000 students, mm -hmm. it becomes very difficult for every officer or every faculty to come and attend them. So at times I think the students' problems are not reaching the proper department. So I think I can play the role well to expose students and their academic issues to the proper committee levels and come up with the best solution. Okay, that's perfect. And you feel that these things um, are going to help you stand out in comparison to the other people um, uh, running for this role, would you say? Yeah, I do believe that I can stand out perfectly in this role because um, I have professionally worked for it earlier, as I told, um, and also for this I was awarded in India as um, International Education Icon Award, and uh, this was basically given to me on the National Teachers Day, which was indeed a very special day for me because being an academician, so I think like that was the best day where I got it, and I received it from the capital of India, that is Delhi. So I think 
I know really well what I need to do and I really understand what students want. That is the proper study schedules they are unable to plan for themselves. Mm -hmm. Any kind of academic issues. That's perfect, yeah. And um, I don't know if you've read um, the, the things that the current education officer uh, has done. Is there anything that you feel that potentially they might have been able to do better in their time there or anything you feel that you might do differently in comparison to them? Yeah, I have studied about the um, previous current education officer mm -hmm. and their working, which was really fab, and it gave me indeed a good idea of what students really require here. Yeah. One thing I would like to add on for all the students is stress-free atmosphere. Because uh, UOB entertains uh, international students a lot. I am an international student here, of course. So at times, students are really not aware of what UOB really expects and what is the education system here. So providing them, even if they understand, so I will be providing them with these stress-free timetables, like um, a perfect study timetable weekly, where if students follows, I am really sure that they will uh, score really well and their results will be good. That's perfect. And um, guild officers, there's a, a, a stigma that they frequently face criticism uh, for not achieving or not doing that much. Um, whether or not this is true, um, how would you aim to change that perception? So I really feel that, um, like luckily, like in case I've, I get elected and everything, um, I will give my best and uh, I will be in regular touch with the students, which I feel somewhere students are really not comfortable if what people say. Like I, I'm one of the students, so I do hear these things. Some are in favor of guilt of students, some are opposing it. But I really want all the students to understand that you be a part of guilt of students first and then you experience it, then automatically you will understand how they are supporting you. That's perfect. And that will link on to my next question uh, specifically. Um, going into your manifesto, thank you very much for uh, bringing that uh, to me. Um, so you talk rather extensively about building healthy relation, uh, healthy relations. Uh, do you feel like as though this is something which isn't where it should be at the moment? Do you think it's something that should be improved between students and the Guild or students and the university, for example? A healthy relation already exists. That's why I think I'm here today, yeah. <laughs> of course. But somewhere I feel that most of the students are not aware of it. They are really not aware because most of the students, amongst them, are not a part of Guild of Students. Like suppose when uh, during these manifestos I was planning, I was talking to many students, then they were really understanding that, okay, Anjali, if you become the education officer, you will be the first one we will come to you know, uh, chase you or get some problems to you. Mm -hmm. So if I think most, most of the students are really not friendly with everyone, and as an international student, that might be a restriction, I can understand, but my experience will help me out to expose myself and my ideas to students more, and they will be comfortable to share it with me. So being open to everyone, not just your guild officers have confidence is very important to you, would you say that, yeah? Yes. Definitely. Um, now, you also mentioned just then as well before, and once again in the manifesto, um, some academic issues, you say. I know you said stress just a second ago, um, which you feel that needs to be sorted. Uh, are there any other examples of academic issues you'd like to highlight or that comes to mind that you've experienced or, as I say, want to sort out? Yeah, of course. Like, um, <clears throat> being an international student, 
Um, many a times, even I personally faced initially problem for assignments. Like okay. I really didn't knew. Most of the students I follow, okay, I was very much lucky to have all the uh, cooperative lecturers and everything. But other departments, like most of the departments, uh, I wouldn't name it. But yes, there were several departments apart from mine mm -hmm. where students are really not uh, comfortable to go to lecturer and talk to them. Okay. And they uh, have a bit of inferiority complex. But if I feel that um, they have to ask and discuss their problems to one of their classmates or one of the uh, very public and uh, open personality, then that will be very helpful for them to getting the suggestions for how to attempt an assignment. Okay. That is a big problem I found the students are really facing hard here. So uh, you just said about gaining confidence to be able to go and speak to your lecturer, for example. Uh, you say, what, what, what method would you use to be able to increase people's confidence in doing that? Okay. Um, there are several, I think, weekly ones, weekly ones, that mm -hmm. maybe Saturday or Sunday, that, that's a holiday for uh, the students. Yeah. There should be a one-hour session, yeah. which I will definitely plan in case I go forward with this. And uh, if I at all like win this mm -hmm. uh, elections as an education officer. So that one-hour session, I will be giving them a personality grooming. Okay. A grooming about how a student can build a healthy student within. You know, to just scratch themselves and um, meet the best version of every student, as every student has it. Like, currently I'm working in UK as a part-time tutor for GCSEA levels. Oh. So I remember when first day of my class, they were very quiet. They were not mm -hmm. talking to me. And later on, I made sure there should be some academic competitions and some kind of small rewards and awards and... Um, some kind of uh, quizzes which increase the competition and now I have to make them stop talking. So now they are so comfortable and the results are growing really good because I maintain a data and a graph for it. So I have seen they are doing it really well. With a healthy psychology, a healthy environment, healthy students brings up with the best results. We like we like we do like to have a health, healthy healthy way of going, a healthy way of studying. Uh, I do understand and completely agree with you there. Um, so, in order to combat these academic issues that you've just highlighted, then um, you did say that you'll be carrying out surveys. And um, I ask just quickly how what type of surveys they'll be able to be online? Will they be through social media groups? Or? Yeah, they will be online because I know whenever students um, come up to me, uh, I will be maintaining a email track record for it mm -hmm. so that every student, I, ha I have a chat with them on email so that will be a proper proof for everyone further whenever committee meetings will be there so that I can show them, see these many students came to me and these are the feedback I got. Mm -hmm. So those feedbacks will be uh, converted into a data sheet whenever it is required and I can present it. No, That's I, what I do currently. I do completely agree with that. Uh, now, obviously, I can give you an example. Me being on this radio show, I ask, yeah. um, with personal experience, I do surveys quite a lot for, for shows. And there's been some uh, circumstances where you don't get as many responses as possible. You know, some a lot of students sometimes might not have the time or feel the need to respond to, to a survey that you put out. So let's just say something like that happens because obviously with every job or every position responsibility, there are setbacks. How would you go about something like that? Let's just say you put out a survey and there isn't the amount of response that you'd be hoping for. Yeah, I have been a part of many surveys. Even I received so many surveys from Guild of Students and uh, other UOB. But let me tell you that these surveys, they are making it very common for all these students. Mm -hmm. I will be targeting the survey for the students who are coming up with the problem like suppose a group of uh, 10 students come to me and they were like we are finding some issues in um, how to plan our studies 
So I will be taking survey for those 10 students, but not for everyone, because I really understand why everyone would fill that survey when they were not the part of that problem. Mm-hmm. So I think in that case, uh, surveys will be turning up quite good enough as compared to currently going on. When I target the group of students, that only these students will be filling this survey. Yeah. No, I, uh, that's, I completely agree with you there once again. Uh, now, with all the problems that the student community may face, you know, for example, uh, the coronavirus to be one or the strikes that are taking place, for example, to name a few, and with the size of the student community being about 36,000 people, you know, as you say, it's huge, um, do you think there's anything, do you think, sorry, your manifesto is realistic and can be achieved, or um, what was your response to that? Yeah, it will be perfectly realistic because I have put up a great plan. Mm-hmm. I know in manifesto there's a restrictions of words and uh, what I can really, I can't show up them with the work. But yes, uh, it is truly realistic and I have already, like, even if I am, like, um, not coming up with this on a regular basis, now elections have came, but since three months or four months I'm here. And I have been uh, doing my best to interact with my classmates and, you know, just making a positive atmosphere for them because many of them, uh, I won't target any country, but most of the students, they will come and they will be feeling so low and stressed out. I'm already doing it. So just applying it on the professional level will be my next step. So it will be realistic. That's perfect. Thank you very much for joining me, Anjani. That was Anjani Saraf running for the role of education officer. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.